Hello, everyone. Welcome once again. It's Paul and I. Season two, after one year talking sports, I'm Jason. That's Polly. How's it going, guys? Yeah, that's crazy to think we've been at this a year now. That's happy anniversary to us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was right around the start of the NFL season last year we started doing this. So it's, yeah, keep keep the wheel rolling, I guess, right? But yes. we've got, we got MLB playoffs. We've got NBA stuff. We've got NFL week one. Take us away, Wally. What happened this week? All right, so we're going to start with baseball and the uh, the fading uh, hope of the Brewers to get into the playoffs. Uh, I mean, it's we've been saying it all year. Their, their pitching is dominant. Their offense is not. Mm. They're not a balanced team. They're nine, game back, nine games back of the Cardinals now. They're three and a half back of the – wild card they got philly and san uh san diego ahead of them i don't i i mean i've kind of given up given up hope at this on this team at this point i think even if they do make the playoffs they're not going anywhere and i guess it's it's just disappointing that there was so much hope going into the season and they looked great at the start their pitching staff is dominant but again we've been saying all year if you can't score runs it doesn't matter how good your staff is and yeah i mean i guess unless something changes it's not looking good for them and it's just it's sad because they've had a great run the last five years i know council is on the hot seat to some people, I don't agree with that, but if they let him go at the end of the year, I'm not going to be totally surprised. I, I think it would be a mistake, but I don't know. What do you think, Jason? I I mean, on that last point, I agree. You can't you can't get rid of Craig Council just because he's having a bad stretch. They got rid of the best closer in the game, man. And the offense is the offense. People slump. But at the same time, you can also say they're doing the small ball pretty well, which is the only reason they're actually above 500. (laughs) It's tough because the baseball, for some reason, people are so eager. I guess it's every sport, really. But it seems like baseball is such a long season, and these things don't happen over the course of – and certain things don't happen over the course of one season, even it being 162 games. And it, I think maybe because the season's so long, people are just like, they call for managers' heads way too early. It, they're under 500 since they uh, traded Hater. Are you saying, I mean, do you think that trading Hater isn't going to make the team? worse i mean immediate in, in immediacy it, that's exactly what's happening everything that you would expect to happen this is happening and now everybody's surprised pikachu face like oh we traded josh Hader. oh no we're not winning as many games that's weird see i on on one level yes i agree with you that the i think the clubhouse was not was not a fan of the mood or of the move but on the other hand you have to look at the way Hater is pitched for San Diego. That's true. That's actually a good point. And I, I just think, I, I just think both teams lost the tr- <laughs> trade. I guess I, I, I don't know. I, I understand it. I think it would have been better if they would have traded them after the season. But then again, if he would have had the slump that he had has in San San Diego right now happen in Milwaukee. That lowers his his value for what the Brewers could get for him. I I I don't think there's a right answer either way. I just think it it didn't work out, and I I'm I don't think it's fully on Hater getting traded that this Brewers team is slumping in the second half. I think there was there was a lot of different things that went into that, and I agree. I don't think you fire Council after this year. He had one bad year. I mean, 
this is the the last five, ten years really, are the best Brewers baseball they've ever played for a sustained period. So one bad year, I I think it would be a mistake to rock the boat too much on that. I agree. It, they were almost in a World Series. And they lost to the Dodgers, who were just killing everybody at the time. Like that, you can't just fire the guy. He's he played for the Brewers, man. <sighs> There's no loyalty in these things anymore. There's no loyalty in sports <sighs> anymore. No, there is not. Mm-hmm. Um, and look at the Cardinals; they're doing exactly what everybody expected them to do. Play like two the in the last ten. Yep. <sighs> It's just so typical. This is typical Milwaukee baseball. This is what I expect to happen every year. And in that regard, they don't really disappoint. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's kind of harsh, but say No, it's it's it is and it's not, but all right. So, let's move on. Enough Brewers talk. All right. Um Nothing's really changed on the top of the standings since last time we talked. This AL Central is still a jumbled mess. Mm. Um, Tampa Bay's within five games of the Yankees. That's that's new. I think the Yankees are going to be able to hold on, but they haven't looked good in a month or two. Uh, Astros are still killing the West. Uh, Dodgers, I mean, are running away with all of baseball right now. Yep. The one that is really intriguing is, and we had talked about this, was that classic Mets collapse, and it is happening. <laughs> yep. And look who's playing good baseball, Atlanta. The World Series champs from last mm-hmm. year. Man, I... I, I really thought the Mets were going to hang on this year, but they are they are in a dogfight. They are dead even with the Braves right now, and I would be surprised if the Braves don't win the division at this point. Uh, I mean, the Mets are still going to be good for the wild card, but... Yeah, unless they put the wheels back on the wagon at some point. Yeah, uh, I don't know exactly what their schedule looks like going forward. I could take a look, but... I just, uh, if you look at the way they're playing the two teams, it, it seems pretty obvious that Atlanta is just going to keep going unless something else happens. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so, yeah, anything else on the, uh, no, we were looking up the Mets schedule quick. Um, yeah. Let me see they here have... if they've got any, they've got a bunch of games against the Nationals, the Pirates, the Marlins. Cubs, so they, I mean, the Pirates again, Brewers, honestly, Athletics. It's a pretty easy schedule. Yeah, they they play the Braves second to last series, a three-game series, and then the Nationals again. So honestly, the Mets have it laid out right in front of them. Like, if they can't win most of those, if they can't win each of those series, oh boy. Yeah. Because those are some, some of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, and I'm looking up the Braves right now just for a comparison. Uh, the Braves have to go to Seattle, to San Fran. Uh, they play Philly, who's Philly t- uh, for two series. They got two against the Nationals and then Miami to close it. So if, the Braves on paper have a little harder schedule, mm-hmm. but we shall see. Uh, two other things I want to talk about um, before we move on baseball-wise is Albert Pujols' run to potentially 700 before he hangs it up at the end of the year, and Aaron Judge going for 62 and what I can sit, still consider the home run record not counting the frauds of the 90s. Right, a lot of people feel that way. Uh... But Aaron Judge going for 62. He's just hit one yesterday, uh, four games in a row with uh home run. So he's seven away 
and Pujols is five away. Do you think both get it, get there? Do you think one gets there? Or do you think neither gets there? I don't. Oh, for Pujols for 700. I, I think, oh, man, they probably both get it. That's just how baseball seems to work. That or Pujols will just be at 699. I think Judge. I think I have more. Con, I'm more confident that Judge will get it. That Judge will get his his 62 more than I think Pujols will get his 700. But I do think they both will get them. I I tend to agree with you. I think Judge has an easier path just because Pujols is 41 years old at this point. But nothing's gonna surprise me. And if he gets, if he's sitting at 699, man, I know he said he's going to retire, but it'd be so hard not to come back for, but then th- that goes against the integrity of Albert Pujols. If he comes back just for a record, I don't think he's going to do that. So. No, I, for a whole season or he'll just hit one and then retire like a dick. And that, that's what I'm saying. I don't think he would do that. No. Or he'll just get hurt. He'll just be like, oh, my hammy. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but again, I don't, think he would, I don't think he would do that either. So. Well, you also wouldn't think he would soak up the Angels, half the Angels' friggin' salary when he's in, not near the player he was when he was worth that much money. Kind of ruined Mike Trout's young you know early career to be honest with you yes i i understand that point but so i you know what now that i that's the angels fault for giving that contract i mean and you know what now that i said that i hope he gets stuck at 699 just be like no no you don't even get the 701 you get you 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 don't even get the 700 you don't even get to tie it your name's just like oh and he also hit a lot that's what he gets for you now Mike Trout's like scrambling to try to make the friggin playoffs when he's like 30 he was the best best player ever basically Again, it is ever. Just oh. absolutely incredible that Mike Trout has never even really sniffed the playoffs no. before no and like this is as close as he's gotten and they're still just like yeah <laughs> I mean <laughs> Yeah. Like how tight are they in there? Like, oh yeah, I didn't even realize how far back they fell. Oh, the, the Angels. The, oh yeah. yeah, they're not even close. I didn't even really, you know, I knew they were slipping, so I stopped paying attention. They're fifteen and a half games out. They're they're done. They're done this year. Oh yeah. Thanks, Pujols. How much are they paying him? Uh what was his deal? Ten for two seventy or something like that. <sighs> You're paying that guy $27 million to play baseball. My God. Yeah. Oh, and that, and that b- basketball, do you, do you remember the uh, Kevin Garnett contract that he got back with? I think he was still with the T-Wolves. It was like, it was a seven year deal for something like crazy, like a hundred million, like, chump change today but mm. back then i don't know if you remember that when that deal was signed and that's why basketball got away with those huge contracts because of how it could screw up teams and i don't know the the players association is never going to agree with it but i think in a way baseball's got to look at that and be like I, I I consider that on the baseball teams. If you're gonna sign a guy to a 15 year, 400 million dollar contract, good luck with that. I mean, <laughs> it could work out, but it could blow up in your face just as easily. Mm-hmm. Then the chances of it working out are so much slimmer than actually blowing up in your face, and. and not because like a player might be terrible. Like you pay a guy that much money, you're not paying him to be average. You're not paying him to be very good. You're paying him to be one of the best. And anything less than that is sunken money, you know, in that sense. 
So the, the range of that kind of deal not working out is so much greater simply because you're paying for these super high expectations. And you know, think of Aaron Rodgers was like, instead of going thir- you know, for the last three years, say, with all the, all the pissing off of the fans he's done, you know, so to, you know, allegedly or whatever. If he was like, instead of going 13 and three every year, he was just going 10 and six and they're making the playoffs and whatever, but like, that's not, you're not paying him to go 10 and six. You're paying him to go 13 and three. They're paying, I mean, they're just basically paying Albert Pujols because he was a great player. They're not paying him to be a great player. They're paying him great player money because he was one. And it, and it, you know, tanking their team. They can't get support. They can't get like a, a well-rounded crew, you know, going on very obviously because, <laughs> because they're got all this money sunk into two dudes. Yeah. I mean, could you, can you say like, yeah, I get Mike Trout so great and all these things, but can you honestly say that the contract he got is working out for the angels? No. It's not. They can't, they can't afford anyone else around them. He's getting. He's doing everything they, like, I mean, on the surface, he's doing everything they're paying him to do. He's being the best player he can be, but it's not actually doing anything. Like, whatever he's doing, hitting, hitting the great numbers and all that, isn't actually making winning games for the team. You know, whether that's management or you know. It's, in this case, I'm pretty sure it's management, <laughs> but you know, that could also be, it could be any number of things really, but I think it's clear. It's just mismanaged. It's a mismanaged team. Yeah. And like I said, I don't know if there's, I mean, unless it's, it's basically on the owners to stop giving out these contracts because the players association loves it because their guys get paid and they don't care about the owners because the owners don't care about the players. So if you want to, if you want to give out $400 million to a guy, that's on your head. I, and there's a lot of things wrong with baseball and we have talked about them, but I think that that is one of them that a lot of people don't really think of necessarily, but it's, it's a, I think, I think that one's a big deal. And I don't know how you fix it, but mm. all right. Shall we all move right. on? Yeah, let's let's move a... on to some basketball. Yeah, quick. let's do it. Let's get that in some trades and some not trades. Yes. Yeah, so we'll start with the the trade. Uh, Donovan Mitchell goes to the Cavaliers for Colin Sexton and three first round picks and two pick swaps. I believe it was which was everyone for months thought he was going to the Knicks. And I guess the Knicks balked at the last second and the Cavs swooped in. And if that team stays healthy, man, I really like that, that young core that they have. Yeah. And they were the surprise team last year. Add Donovan Mitchell. I think that's a really telling move I don't know if he had any play or any say in where he was going if he had to agree to it but Utah just I I don't know I think it's great I think Cleveland it's great that it's telling that Cleveland is going for it you know they're not they're like holy shit this young core we got is pretty damn good we just need that one guy (laughs) <laughs> you know, oh, hey, Donovan Mitchell's. A, oh, the Knicks don't want him. Oh, we've got a better team than the Knicks. You want to come? <laughs> so let's just when they're they've with all the young talent they've got, it's uh, they they don't necessarily need those draft picks now. You know, they a lot of their picks that you know second round picks just working out, which doesn't happen all that often and it allows them to be able to mortgage those future picks into somebody like Donovan Mitchell. I think it's great. I think 
this is very smart by Cleveland. I I agree, and I I agree with your point that they have their nucleus in place. I mean, they can afford to give up those picks because you you don't want to say they don't, they don't necessarily need them because draft picks are always nice, but they don't necessarily need them because they have their team in place. And with Mitchell, with that adding added scoring, I, I think they could be a top four team in the East this year, depending on what the nuts do. And we'll talk about them in a second, but I think it's going to be Boston, Milwaukee, the Sixers. And then I could easily see Cleveland taking that four, uh, four spot i think it's going to be between between the nets the heat the raptors and cleveland fighting for that that middle section of the playoff bracket there yeah and there's a lot that has to happen between now and then too i think charlotte's you know a reasonable uh insertion into that group as well uh, the Knicks, I mean, they should be in there, but I can't think that they're going to. But, I, I mean, even the Sixers could take a step back, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I I don't I don't know what to think about the Sixers this year. I've, I think it could go either way for them. I think another team that it could go either way for that we'll talk about right now is uh, Kevin Durant deciding uh, they are, he's not breaking up with the nuts as of now. He's going to give it another go. I, I just think that I, th- I just think that team is so combustible that I wouldn't be surprised if they win the East. I wouldn't be surprised if surprised if they're the eight seed. I mean, I I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they have way too much talent not to. But I I I don't know if I've ever seen a basketball team that is this potentially combustible before. The. I mean, you could say that about a lot of great teams too, as far as combustibility. But I see I guess, what you're saying the the potential for the entire floor to fall out underneath these guys. Uh, yeah, Ben Simmons has to take the court for one. You know, Kyrie at least he's playing. Uh, it's whole nonsense. Maybe some of these restrictions will get pulled up this year, and he won't have to. He'll actually be able to play a full season. Who knows what's going on with that? I mean, KD's just sitting here watching this whole thing happen, being like, all right, I was just talking shit about, you know, my boss and my boss's boss and my supervisor and saying this place sucks. And now, oh, I guess I'm just going to keep working here because nobody wants me for the price that I'm supposedly worth. I mean, I, I'd say I hope it works out, but, geez, I don't really care. Like, I hope they go 500 and just, like, make the play-in tournament and lose. Like, basically, I hope what happened last year happens this year. Yeah, I mean. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. Like. All this like KD BS, and he's always he's always like being dramatic about crap on social media, and it's like, man, just <sighs> you're getting See, paid I, so much money, man, that you wouldn't I, even I, care about any of this crap is ridiculous and juvenile. Yeah, I I think I don't I don't know I don't want to say he's thin skinned, but he is. He 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 is, and he lets everything negative about anything he says get it to him. And I I agree. I'm just totally sick of it. I I think it'd be hilarious if they missed the playoffs entirely. But I mean, he can't. He doesn't know how to. He's great, you know. He can. He's one of the, if one of if not the greatest pure scorer 
you know, the league has ever seen, but he doesn't know how to win games. Like, and I don't mean like he can't hit a clutch three pointer. That's not what I'm saying. Like he's got a little bit of that Russell Westbrook in him. You know what? That's what needs to happen. They need to get the old thunder back together. They need Harden. They need Westbrook. They need Durant. They need Serge Ibaka. They need Scott Adams. They're all out there, man. We can put those dudes back together and get them to the finals because none of those dudes are getting to the finals any other way. They have to be together. Think about it. I just realized this. This is like, these are the, well, I mean, outside of like Scott Adams, Serge Ibaka, but those three dudes, that, that trio are all dudes who either can't get there or can't get there by themselves, right? Yep. Put them back together. Get the crew back together. Everybody said it never should have been split up in the first place. And when they had, when they I broke a, that trio I up, vocal uh, component to that. I I never I didn't think they should have been broken up. And I I like that idea. I don't know how feasible it is. Dude, they I almost had it. They could have traded Kyrie for Westbrook, and been like, bam. What's yeah. up, dude? Now I want that to happen. If that happens, I hope the Nets go eighty-two and zero and win the finals. I think that would be pretty outstanding. But they have to have all five that whole starting five: Serge Ibaka yep. and Scott Adams too. Yep. They need to work to make that happen. We shall see. I don't think it's likely, but it would be a lot of fun <laughs> if it happened. Oh my God. I would actually watch the NBA before Christmas Day again. <laughs> All right. Uh, one more note before we moved on. move on to uh, our big uh, football opening preview is uh, Serena, Serena Williams' uh, legendary career finally came to a close. We think uh, a few days ago she lost uh, in the third round put up in an, uh, an incredible fight and the crowd I I've never seen a crowd like that in a tennis match really in any sport I I cannot think of a crowd that was that behind one player it was in you 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 didn't even have to watch it and you could tell when Serena made a point it was a lot of fun to watch and Congratulations, Serena, on your legendary career, and good luck to whatever you do next, because you're going to be great at it. Well, she's already doing other stuff. Like, she's already got clothing lines and all sorts, you know, sponsorships with stuff. She, I think, was involved with the Miami Dolphins briefly with the ownership, like she owned a percentage. Like she's already doing other stuff. But tennis, she could have, she could leave anytime she wants, <laughs> you know. And if she feels like she doesn't want to play anymore, it's not like she's gonna have a shortage of things to do that she's gonna dominate. That's, that's just not. where she's at. Yeah, she's she's a brand in and of herself at this point, so she can go and do all that. All right. Um, shall we get to the big show here, Jason? Yes, you must mean NFL Week 1. That would be the one. It's here starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow with a huge game. We have Bills at the Rams on deck. A a lot of people think, uh, and me included, could be a potential Super Bowl preview. Uh Thoughts on that game before we move on to Sunday, Jason? Well, I, I'm having a little trouble picking one in this because everybody's so hot on the Bills. And I, for good reason, you know, they're going to be, they look to be one the best team in the, coming out of the AFC. But it's in LA and the Rams, I, I just, I don't think they lose this game. I think this is going to be like a real, like a very tempering thing for the Bills. Uh, it'll probably be a great game. I, I don't see him getting housed or anything, but I'm 
feeling confident the Rams are going to come back and just, just as a statement to be like, Hey, you know, we're still here. We're going to win another Super Bowl, you know, F y'all, all that. And I think that's going to be a moment for the Bills to really, like that team is going <laughs> to, it's going to be a tough pill for them to swallow if they lose, but that'll be a really telling moment how they come out of that if they do lose. I I agree with that. I, I also can see this game going two other two different ways. I could see it like a 20 to 17, 17 to 14 kind of offenses are feeling each other out. The defenses play great. I could also see it being a 38 to 35, whoever has the ball last kind of game. I, I tend to think it's going to be more of a shootout than a defensive struggle, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Well, I'm I'm going to sorry. take the Bills in this one. I I, li- I agree with all your reasoning, but I think the Bills are going to come out hungry. I mean, both obviously both teams are going to come out hungry for mm. week one, but I, I'm going to take the Bills in this one. I'm going to go opposite of you on that one. Yeah, all right, all right. I get it. I get it. I mean, the Bills are going to be great. They're probably going to, whether or not they win this game, assuming this game doesn't like cause any problems in the locker room or something dumb like that. I mean, they're going to win 12, 13, 14 games regardless. So. I, I agree. All right. So Sunday. Man, there is not a lot on Sunday. So we have. Uh, Opening window, I guess your best entertainment is going to be Patriots Dolphins. Yeah, no, that's a that's going to be a good game. I I, I think that's going to be great. It's in Miami. Patriots histor- historically usually struggle down in Miami. And Miami historically starts off hotter than they end. I mean, that's you know historically back in the day when I was a kid, they'd always start four and one and then end up like ten and six. There's not not a lot of good vibes coming out of the Patriots camp about their offense, especially this year, that I've heard at least. And then on the other side, the Dolphins, uh, you got Tyree Kill coming in. Uh, I think we've talked talked about this in previous episodes. How this kind of this might be a kind of breaker, make it or break it year for uh, Tua. You don't want to necessarily say that about Mac Jones, but I think this is going to be a very interesting game. I think the Dolphins are going to win it. I I think if the Patriots come out of this one and they get blown out 24 to 10, if they can't keep it within a one-score game, I think there's going to be a lot of questions up in New England. I think there is already just because of how – their offensive has looked in the preseason, but I I think the Dolphins are going to take this one. I think it's going to be probably a seven point game, something like that. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, I would agree with that. I think the Dolphins do, and I hope they do. I I guess I'm rooting for them. I can't help it anymore. I've been brainwashed into doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. New coach. Everything on paper looks great. I really want to see it. And I think uh, playing against a Belichick team, I mean, granted, in turmoil with some problems, definitely. I, I think it'll be a telling game for the Dolphins. I think there's some better games in this Sunday slate than than you're letting on here, Wally. Because, like, I mean, maybe not. I mean, the, the, the Packers-Vikings game. That's a solid classic matchup that should oh, be pretty no, good. Oh, I no, was, I, I was just talking about the opening window. I was going to get to a. Oh, the I, noon I game. You were talking the noon yes, game specifically. Yes. Okay. Well, even then, like, uh, and you're, I guess you're right with there's no like real flashy games, but you've got some storylines here. You've got, Brown, you know, Browns, Panthers, Panthers yeah. some drama. You've got Niners, Bears, which that's pretty great. You got Trey Lance and Justin Fields, you know, two picks from last year going out and see what they can do. Um, uh, Eagles Lions, I think, is going to be a fun game. I, I'm kind of high on the Lions this year. I, I don't. I think they're going to be. Can they win nine? Can they go nine and eight? 
I think you picked him for like six wins. Did I? I think, okay. if I recall correctly, because that was like two or three more than I was willing to give him, which is already more than they had last year. But I think, and people are high on the Eagles too. I think that's another game with an interesting storyline that it's going to be telling for each team how how the Eagles look and how the Lions look. That's a, there's a, you know the the big the more discerning fans are 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 curious about how this is going to turn out. Uh, otherwise, even like uh, Jaguars Commanders, another game like the two teams playing don't really matter who's playing who, but like. Commanders have a lot of questions how how their quarterback situation is going to turn out with Wentz. And Jaguars, obviously, you know, after the debacle that was Urban Meyer, how is Doug Peterson going to come in and whip everybody into shape? Are they all of a sudden going to look like the Eagles from a few years ago? Probably not, but are they? You know, you got to have the question answered. So I think there's a lot of storylines with a lot of these matchups that, like, you've got teams that are curiosities playing each other i I agree i agree with that even i mean even Bengals steelers uh i don't think i think trubisky is going to start i don't know if that's been confirmed yet but uh i'm curious about kenny pickens i think he's going to start week four five maybe he'll be in there because trubisky's not not the answer well, I don't then, know. You like yeah, I you you've always liked Trubisky a little more than I have. I don't know. I guess you just hate him because he was on the Bears. No, I loved him on it because he was on the Bears. Gave <laughs> yeah. the Packers an easy win. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I I don't think he's terrible. Will Kenny Pickett be better? Very possibly. I I I, I haven't seen enough of it him to really make that discernment but he is the team captain or trubisky is team captain and is listed on the depth chart as starter according to espn so it looks like he won out the starting job over kenny pickett which that's fine it's not a probably yeah not a knock i mean on pickett, pick, but pick it's a rookie you know, i mean but i think trubisky's he'll be fine like he's he's not gonna be ben roethlisberger probably but he's not gonna be Duck dodges either, <laughs> you know. I think he's better Very than that. Point. I think he he got a bad bad shake in Chicago with the whole Nagy experiment, and it all went to hell around him. That do I think he's great? No, but I think he's all right. I think he could have a better career arc than say a Jay Cutler. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think I think he. I think if he's put in the right situation, I, I, I can see him kind of being like a career, like a like a Ryan Tannehill or Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of quarterback. I think that might be his ceiling. I don't know if you agree sure. with that. I could get into that. Yeah. Like a like a solid, not great, but not going to tank your team either. So. Right, right. If you, the rest of your team's good enough, he could maybe get you to a wild card. Sure. So yeah, those are the uh, opening window games, and then uh, Packers Vikings always a fun game. Packers always. Uh, kind of struggle up in minnesota so that's going to be a fun one uh some people i've seen some people thinking the vikings are going to win the division this year i don't see that they're the only viable option outside of the packers you're not going to take the lions or the bears you know so if you wanted if you think the packers are going to struggle yeah your only other option is the vikings and again, this is week one, so there's always questions. There's questions about every team until we actually see them on, on the field. But again, the big one for the Packers, well, two of them are Bakhtiari and Jenkins going to play. It sounds like they are closer to playing than not, which would be a really nice sign to have our offensive line back. And then 
The other one, obviously, is the wide receiver question. I think they've got more talent in that room than people might have thought before the training camp or right after Adams got traded away. Yes, it's going to be an adjustment, but I do think it's going to help Aaron Rodgers in a way because he's not going to be able to single on Devontae. Well, we're going to find out if he was singling on Devontae because he needed the crutch or if he was singling on Devontae because the dude was always open. You know, mm. Devontae is damn good. He's huge. You could throw the ball anywhere around him as long as nobody was directly in front of him. He's probably going to catch the ball. Pretty easy to throw for 5,000 yards when you got a guy like that. You can just like, oh, my number one option isn't available across the middle. I'll just throw it wherever... Devante is supposed to be. He'll probably catch it. We'll find out. I'm not saying I'm questioning that Rodgers can read a defense and all that, but oh no, I I I get it. It it definitely helps to have a guy where, I mean, you can throw it up and he's most likely going to come down with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we also have uh, the Chiefs going to Arizona. An intriguing. Uh, AFC NFC matchup. I don't know what to think about the Cardinals after starting hot the last two years and then just completely tanking at the end of the year. I think Murray's got a lot to prove this year. I think Hopkins being suspended for the first six games does not help. Mm. I think that's going to be a really intriguing game. For more, more so for the from the Cardinals aspect, I think Kansas City is going to probably win it, but I think the Cardinals have to go out there and look competitive at the very least, or I think it's going to be start of a very weird season for them, especially in that division that they're in. Mm. I mean, the Seahawks are going to be the one of the worst teams in the league, right? Most likely. The Niners are going to be solid, but they've got the Jimmy G, Trey Lance thing going. Mm -hmm. And Jimmy G uh, just got paid 10 10 mil to be a backup. That's. Oh, yeah. Or he restructured his contract. Sorry. My man. Yeah. Get paid. Get it it while you can. Mm hmm. Uh, We have. Raiders Chargers, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, both teams expected to be good this year. The NFC West is just going to be a whole lot of fun this year, I think. And then Sunday night, uh, we got the Buccaneers going to Jerry World and uh, playing the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are an interesting team this year. I think I've seen, I think it's their division to lose. Would I be surprised if Philly won it? No, but I think the Cowboys would have to shoot themselves in the foot a few times for that to happen. With that said, that division is terrible. Hmm. And I don't know. Again, the Cowboys are one of those teams that have some question marks around them. I mean, the Buccaneers don't have an offensive line, so you could say the same thing about them, but. Yeah, I, I mean the Cowboys could if if the whole Carson Wentz experiment works out in Washington, they could easily win that division. Same with Philly. Like if Philly, everybody's so high on Philly right now. If they live up to everybody's expectations, they could easily win that division. I have no faith in the Cowboys whatsoever. No, I don't either. That's why I did when I did my fantasy or. All three of my fantasy drafts this year, I wanted nothing to do with Zeke, Zeke Elliott mm. or really anyone on that offense. Yeah. And then, yeah. My, do you think McCarthy's on the hot seat already? If they don't win this, this division, does he come back next year? Oof. Uh, I mean, who boy. I don't think I wouldn't fire him. But 
I would understand completely if they did. Because this team is too good to be putzing around the way they have been the last few years. I mean, I get Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott almost got his leg torn off one year. Yeah, that happens. Okay. But what about the other years? Like, that's like one isolated incident. And they didn't even look particularly good as a team without a starting quarterback either. Like, they just looked bad. So, it, he, I don't know, man. I don't know. They got to do something to tar- tie, shore that up. And I'm not entirely sure Mike McCarthy's the problem, but something's got to change, man. Something's got. They got to figure that out. He really does. Or yeah, wow. he will be in the hot seat. And like I said, I wouldn't fire him because I don't. It's. I mean, as long as they, if they make a wild card spot or if they just miss a wild card spot, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna fire a guy for that. But. <sighs> But I could totally see it because it's Dallas and it's Jura. It's Jura Jones, and he wants Super Bowl rings. Well, even I, though I, he already sold his soul for two, 30, <laughs> 20 years ago, 30 well, years ago. The, the thing about Jerry Jones is he's basically their GM also. So a mm-hmm. lot of this is on him. Yeah. He's the one that runs the draft. He is their GM in, in essence. So... I don't know, maybe, Jerry, if you don't want things to change, step aside and let someone do it for you. I don't know. The same thing happened to Al Davis, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be like, okay, I love the game and all, but somebody else got to do their shit for me because it ain't working anymore. All right, so and then Monday night we have Russell Wilson going back to the Seahawks for a Monday night matchup. This is such a stupid Monday night game. I hate this. I hate well, this you, game. Well, you know they did this on purpose. No, I know they did it on purpose, and you can make them play, you know, the schedule calls it, it is to a play dumb each game, other. Though, yeah. Why Monday night? You know the what? so you can just showcase Russell Wilson curb stomping his old team 46 to three like that's a terrible first monday night game what are you doing like there's any number of these games like okay buccaneers cowboys is sunday night so we won't touch that one but packers vikings would have been good raiders chargers would have been good shit chiefs cardinals that's an interesting game yeah any almost any one of those three o'clock games except for the giants game we don't nobody wants to watch that Shit, the Niners Bears game would have had, would have been a better pick. I I just hate this pick because it's it's Monday night. It's supposed to be a good game, and that game is gonna suck. That I'm not. I if it goes the way I expect it to, I'm gonna get about 50, through the first quarter and be like, "This is stupid. Why am I watching it?" Oh, I I could see I could see the Buck or Broncos being up twenty one nothing after the first quarter mm-hmm. easily easily. And if that's the case, like you said, a lot of people are going to be tuning out. And No, but instead they had to decide between watching Packers-Vikings or Raiders-Chargers. They had to choose one of those two games instead yeah. of like having to – instead of being able to watch them both. It's dumb. They should spread – the whole point of it is to have the best games on in prime time. Is it not? Like, it is. I just don't understand this – move at all like i do understand why they did it i just think it's stupid and it's a dumb decision and i uh, you know i understand completely i just think it's not the right decision well and then looking at this hasn't i know the last at least five years hasn't the opening weekend opening weekend had two monday night games historically yeah i don't know why they changed it usually the first one sucked anyway yeah so have Broncos Seahawks for the first game and then put Raiders Chargers for the night game. Yeah. There's yeah. your solution. I don't know. I don't I don't write the schedule. I don't have all the money in the world, so Right. <laughs> oh. Well that's a full week of games anyway. That is a full week of games. And you know, like some of these matchups are a little weird. 
but there are a handful of really good ones that I'm going to be watching for sure. Yes. So what else is going on this week that we need to be watching? Uh, we have the uh, U.S. Open uh, fi- finals this weekend, men's and women's. Uh, with all the upsets, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know any of the women's names at this point. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Nadal and Kyrgios and Medvedev are all out mm-hmm. on the men's side. So there's going to be some new blood on both sides. Always fun to fun to watch. Uh, we got some college football. Uh, Alabama goes to Texas. Big game on paper, probably a bl- an Alabama blowout, but Texas is back apparently, so we shall see. This week's slate is not the greatest, but BY uh, number nine Baylor goes to number twenty-one BYU. Oh. Uh, night game on ESPN that should be intriguing. Uh, Arizona State goes to Oklahoma State. Uh, Kentucky and Florida, that's another ranked uh, matchup, early season uh, conference game. And then uh, Tennessee goes to Pittsburgh. That was the one I was looking at. And then Washington State comes to Wisconsin. But that that's a, should be a Wisconsin victory. Mm. Um, and then the women's... Uh, or the WNBA finals start Friday, I believe. That's a three-game matchup between uh, Chicago and Las Vegas. And uh, another farewell, uh, Sue Bird, legendary uh, career on the women's side, played her last game last night. So uh, four or three NCA titles, four WNBA titles, five gold medals. So, no. very decorated. No. Um, yeah, that's all I've got. Just uh, some football, some tennis, and week one of the NFL. It's finally here. It's finally here, Jason. Yep. We're due into the breach once more. Yes, sir. All right. Well, that sounds like a great week of sports to watch. So everybody go out there, watch some sports. Thank you all for listening. Go follow us uh, at at PI Talk Sports on Twitter. Have a good night, everybody. We love you. Good night, guys.